he'll make it for sure. That's why I backed him on Tap Touch. You got the touch, you got the power. Got the touch? Choose Tap Touch. Better your bet. Download the app today. Conditions apply. Gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help on 1800 858 858. Yes, hello and welcome back to another episode of the Footy Yarn in the AFLW season. Unfortunately, scheduling issues meant Amy Franklin could not make it, but we've gone maybe bigger. I'm not sure who's taller out of the two, but Lauren Wakeford from the West Coast Eagles has clutched up and made it here. Lauren, how are you going? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Um, I'm excited to have you in. Uh, How are you feeling? Obviously, this was planned maybe about an hour ago. Um, You got the first message, and here you are, so very thankful for that. I've made it. I've made it. I'm ready to go. Okay, good. Well, you know, round one's done and dusted. One thing I do want to start with, um, now with your new stardom, being a West Coast Eagles AFLW player, obviously, um, you're big time. I've seen, you know, maybe a a few of the boys follow you as well, so I hope it isn't getting to your head. But you actually had a meet and greet um, on Saturday, which I was pretty flat to have missed out on. How did that go? Um, yeah, it was pretty good. Um, I made up my signature on the spot, pretty much. So, um, still got a bit of work to do on that, but it was really cool. We got um, a whole bunch of little kids come around, and um, one of my teachers actually saw me there. I didn't oh. even recognise him until he was like, "Oh, I taught you." Um, oh, that's so, I know, it was that's so bad. So bad. Um, but yeah, uh, no, the fame's already gone to your head. Oh. You're just forgetting everyone. In, in my defence, he had his hoodie on. So yeah, I didn't really recognise him, but as soon as he told me his name, I was like, "Oh yeah." I nah, him. I had the same. Actually, my primary school teacher saw me at that game as well. Yeah, I was with um, I was with uh, one of our camera guys, and I was just standing around. The second the game finished, both of us like so many people were walking up. That was the first ever yeah. AFLW game I've been to. Really? Like, yeah, great. Because last year was during the summer. Well, yeah, every other year yeah. during the summer, so usually I'm, you know, stuck with cricket. But oh, like, yeah, the crossover, yeah. Yeah, but I went, this is my first one. It was great. I had so much fun. Um, and yeah, I, my phys ed teacher from primary school also came up to me. That's so, such a small world. Yeah, it, it was weird because the only, uh, the only other ever time I've run into him was like in the urinals at the pub. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, it was like, it was a much more comfortable setting than that. But when like, when you, you know, the first time someone's coming up to you, do they, like these kids, obviously, when kids are doing it, I know when we were in Melbourne and we were doing some stuff with the Hawks boys, we had, I don't know if you know who Denver Grange Barass is, um, but he's a very young player for Hawthorne. Yep. Uh, he's yep. from WA and um, he's tall, very pale, looks nothing like Ben McAvoy <laughs> and these kids start going, is that big boy McAvoy to him? So obviously kids aren't the smartest. Did they actually know who you were when um, they were getting the signature? When I was walking to the meet and greet, I actually had a few people who were like, Oh, Lauren, Lauren. And I was kind of looking around going like, wow, I did not like expect people to know who Oh, I was. you're big time now. Yeah, How was the um, ego feeling? Um, Honestly, it was just kind of a shock. Like I was taken back. I was like, wait, people actually know my name? <laughs> and then you see people walking around with like the team sheets or like the posters and stuff with the yeah. headshots on them. And you're just like, wow, like people really know who you are now. Yeah. It's a shock. I feel like that waffle guide where you get like a full two pages yeah. for yourself is probably the start of that. Yeah. And now you're getting all this. Have you been, has anyone accidentally called you Zoe yet? Um... I haven't really had Zoe, but it's kind of like, oh my God, are you one of the twins? One of, one of the but twins. Yeah, but which one? <laughs> yeah. No, you're one of them. I'm one of them, yeah. Yeah, which one were you though? But it's yeah, just, <laughs> you like, got a 50 50 chance. Yeah, lucky she's <laughs> got the blonde. <laughs> it's my photo, anyways. After <laughs> <that>. <laughs> I did I'm going to have to get Zoe in to talk to her about that. <laughs> oh, God. But yeah, so obviously, first time being at an AFLW game as one of the players. How was, how was the experience as a whole? I guess sitting with the girls. I saw you guys had your own little balcony, you had all the yeah. signs set up. How fun was that? Oh, it's super exciting. And um, a lot of the girls, obviously, being new and stuff like that. So we're kind of all in the same boat together. And. Um, 
with a couple of the older players who were sitting with us. They kind of like guided us as to what we were doing and stuff. And um, we had me, Zoe, and um, Elkington. We went to Bunnings to make some signs for all yeah, the, all I the did girls see all that the were cardboard debuting. Signs yeah, it was, it was nice. really exciting. And it was just good to like, um, obviously like not playing, it was just still good to be a part of the team and still feel so connected to the girls that were on the field and just really like, just include the whole team, even if you're not playing. It was really awesome. Yep. Now, another thing I do want to talk about before um, we, we start looking at the footy that was played is um, I haven't spoken to you on this uh, since your MCL tear. So we will have a chat about that, obviously. Yep. I've seen uh, one quarter of you play football before live. Yep. And um, you decided you were tearing up. You had nine <laughs> touches. I thought, wow, I picked a great game to rock up to. <laughs> nine touches at quarter time. And then you just went down like a sack of shit. Yep. And you were um, not crying. But no. you were in pain. You, you, I was in pain. I definitely you will, was in pain. You'll stand true that you weren't crying. But, yeah, MCLT, clutch in the knee. What, I guess in that moment when, you, you know, you're feeling that pain, what's that pain like comparative to anything you felt before? And when was it that it sort of clicked that this was a really bad injury? Um, yeah, so when – obviously when it happened, so I did it um, as I was kicking the ball um, and it was a kind of, kind of a smother slash tackle. Um, and it wasn't until my leg hit the ground and she kind of landed on top of it that – um, there was just an immediate pain and it was just like, I don't even know how to describe it. It was so painful and I was just on the floor and like, I couldn't even think there was like no thoughts going through my head. It was just grabbing at my knee going like, get me off this field. Yeah. Like, I'm and you were on there for quite a long time after uh, that. Yeah. Lucky for me, it was right as the quarter time siren was going. Yeah. So no rush. Um, but yeah, the, the physios and trainers and everything run over to me and I was just like, like, no, it's fine. Like I can keep playing. I'm all good. I just need to get off the field right yeah. now. And I was like, it's fine, I can walk, that's all right, got off. And then, um, yeah, they were doing all the tests on the sidelines and um, they pretty much ruled out that it was ACL. So my confidence kind of gained again and I was like, yeah. okay, sweet, like it's not that. Um, and then they were pulling and prodding at my leg in all different ways and they're like, you're not going back on. <laughs> and I just went, nah. And they're like, nah, like this is bigger than what we think it is. Um, and then the tears came. I was like, nah, this is like yeah. season done. Like lucky for me it was only – Two games until the waffle season ending. Not so lucky that AFLW season starts again this year. But, um, yeah, we kind of knew something bigger was going to happen as soon as they said they ruled me out of the game. They just said, no, nah, you're not going back on. We'll go get you for some scans. Yeah, and what was it like trying to manoeuvre through? Because I know you didn't want to use crutches for a very long time. Yes. Especially when it came to that draft night, you um you were sort of clunking yourself around in those oh, crutches. Yeah. How awkward was it trying to move around in those? It was on draft night. There was so many stairs and so like it was such a long night. And they didn't have any like uh, inclusive ramps or anything. No, for you to they up. didn't. They didn't. I had to just from the hotel to Marvel Stadium. I had to go up and down like three flights of stairs because they didn't have elevators or anything <laughs> like that. So I'm like hobbling around and I was with, uh, we met up with Ella Roberts' family and yeah. I think her brother was also on crutches. I took the same flight as them. Really? It was really weird. I lined up and then like, you know how the line zigzags? Yeah, yeah. It was like right in, the, in front of me in the zigzag was, was Ella. <laughs> yeah. She looked at me and went, I went, hey, I know you. <laughs> um, yeah, but no, like I just stuck with her brother at the back while we were both hobbling <laughs> along. And nice. I was like, wait for us, like we're coming. But um, yeah, the amount of stairs there were because we like started at the bottom of the stadium, had to go up. Um, to the top and then to get onto the stage was more stairs yeah. and I had all like the crew surrounding me when I was going to go on the stage I was like guys it's all right I've got yeah. stairs I've got <laughs> stairs and they're like we're here if you fall backwards like it's fine <laughs> that would have been I was so like, good Thanks. If you everyone's fell. like watching me like hobble yeah. up these stairs <laughs> I was watching that you were definitely the longest to get up yeah. they, they were sort of just waiting like trying to dribble on for things to I say I literally while sat on the further like the furthest away from the yeah. stairs and I had to like 
when they called my name and stuff, I had to like, when I was sitting there, I was like, mum, dad, if my name does get called out, dad, you have to come around to me to give me a hug because I yeah. cannot walk around <laughs> to you. And then I had to like walk past Ella Roberts' family and I was like, yeah. sorry guys, excuse me, <laughs> thank you. They're all like, good job, Lauren. I'm like, thanks guys, <laughs> hobbling over. <laughs> Pretty stiff you didn't get a couch. Like they got, they know, got the couch yeah. set up. They could have, obviously that was for, you know, the the people they top, thought were going first thing, the top picks. So obviously maybe just be a bit better next time and it get a couch. It was probably but. actually good that I didn't get a couch because the way, like my leg was stuck straight. So even if I did get a couch, getting down, getting up would have been even more awkward on camera. I would be like, oh, someone help me. (laughs) Did you have a crack at using the scooters while you were there? Nah, nah, Nah. I didn't do that. It was very tempting. My dad was like, oh, yeah, let's do it, let's do it. And I was like, yeah, no, I can't imagine. I, might hurt myself I can't imagine more. the dismount would have been good. It was like, like literally, the draft was one week after my surgery. Yeah. So I was like, oh. Maybe we don't do that. Maybe we just play it safe for now. Yeah, but. those scooters are terrifying. There's like they just randomly click up to twenty kilometers per hour I've and don't tell you. Oh, that was my first time because I was in there the exact same time <laughs> and <laughs> just hooking around on scooters. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> like I was, I was like just flying around everywhere you go. They were so cheap. It was great. They need more of them in Perth. All right, now how much footy do you actually watch in terms of the the women's comp? Um, I watch a bit, but I think I guess. Like there was a game playing at the same time as ours. Yeah, I know. I know a lot of players just sort of don't watch any at all. Yeah, we watched a bit. Just like we watched a bit of the um, Carlton Collingwood game, just because first game of the season sort of yeah. thing, and there was a bit of rivalry there. So we did watch a bit of that. But um, yeah, as, t- as far as round one goes, it's been very like um, focused on where West Coast are going and. Tactic-wise, what we're doing. All right. Well, we will have a quick rundown of the games. Um, firstly, Carlton Collingwood. Collingwood obviously getting a, a big win there. You did manage to I watch that watch game. That so what were your thoughts on that bloody one? bloody great. We were sitting there, um, even like we were gymming or something at the time, and yeah. I finished my gym and I was sitting there with Just my phone Just all playing. upper body as well. Yeah, all upper body, get really, yeah, really getting stretched. I don't want to say anything. You're looking hench compared to <laughs> last time. <laughs> um, yeah, like I had it up on my phone and a couple of the other girls as well. Like there was like three or four girls surrounding everyone who had the phone up just watching the game because it was – the rivalry between those two teams, just, yeah. it's so good to watch. Uh, so, who do you like? Are you excited to like? What, what were your thoughts on the game as a whole? I guess who who stood out to you as a player? Um, I love Darcy. You can't not love her. Yeah, so good. And fiftieth too, wasn't it for her? I'm pretty sure. Like, there was a lot of people who There's brought a up fiftieth in round one, wasn't there? Yeah. Um, but no, I think I I don't know if there was necessarily a standout. I think it was just round one, kind just of getting, excitement. Yeah, getting everyone's feet on the ground and realizing that, like. This is now and Well, yeah, they dished up some exciting games because next up was uh, the Crows versus Melbourne. Melbourne obviously got that three-goal win, which I is a grand I did watch point. that one so too. Another, oh, I did oh, watch look at that one. And um, Chelsea Randall. Yeah. Oh, so amazing. They're, like, they're sort of core, like Randall, like Marinoff, yeah. like Hatchard. Yeah. They're so elite, the and Crows. I think, and they still lost. Yeah, but I think it was really good between um, – Chelsea Randall and Taylor Harris. Yeah. Love that matchup. It's always such a good yeah. rivalry between those two. I Taylor Harris is just like, uh, she's obviously a fighter as well. She's got a leg on her too, doesn't yeah, she? Yeah, so That she, goal she kicked. Oh. Yeah, she's scary. Because like, yeah. I feel like skill-wise, she isn't like so much better than anyone else. But just physically, she's just so dominant. Yeah, it's just, it's such a good matchup to watch. It yeah. Really and then uh, North, obviously, dispatch, dispatch Gold Coast. You would have been readying up for your game yeah. for this one, readying up to support and taking meet and great. I yeah. also didn't get to watch this. Kenwick were playing in a really intense <laughs> elimination <laughs> final. But they obviously got the win there. And then um, a, a big game, West Coast versus Port, obviously. It was um, it was an interesting one. I got there at quarter time, so I missed the meet and great, which was probably the one thing I was trying to get there for. 
Um, there was plenty of Port fans in attendance. Yeah, there I was think so they flew many. 200, 200 Port Adelaide people over, I'm pretty sure. Oh, they, Port they Adelaide flew them over. Them over. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah. I was about to say, wow, a lot of people are willing to like yeah. <laughs> dish up some Gear last up, minute mate. flights yeah. for this because, yeah, there was um, a lot of Port fans there. there their support zone, like I think there's definitely more Eagles fans there, yeah, yeah. but their actual cheer squad was bigger than West Coast, probably because of the 200 they got yeah, flown no, over. Yeah, definitely. We could hear like West Coast and Port Adelaide fighting it out almost like yeah. the cheer squad zones. It was really cool. Yeah, but they were just, they had that at Lathlane, that one end uh, sorted. It, Port Adelaide took the lead going into halftime. And then I think it was just the fact that they're a very new team. They just got run over in the last quarter. Yeah, it was good to just get the momentum swinging again, I think. I think that's what um, the girls really needed, a, a pep talk at halftime and get them really rivaled up again. And I think um, as soon as that um, first goal was kicked after halftime, kind of like mood switched and everyone was like, look, yeah. we got this, we can do this, we'll really nail into it. And they just, they did it. And Kelly, Ibsen, uh, Kelly Gibson's joined you in the rehab group. Um, yeah. Obviously, it's a, it's a sad one for West Coast, but it means you get a new friend um, with yeah. rehab. You, Shanae, Kelly, now all hanging out together. Yeah, so um, we only just found out about um, Gibbo, which is um, not the news you want to obviously hear. Um, she kind of announced it to us. Um, and she is already smashing it in, so we um, do a bit of gym work together and she's already getting um, prepared for all that she needs to get ready for and she's just... She's ready to destroy this um, surgery and everything that's yep. going ahead. She's ready for it. All right. Um, and uh, one, one thing that came up in this game, um, I was – I saw you, – you haven't met him because you didn't get to do that video, but Michaela Weston's older brother, Jacob, he's yep. a cameraman for us as well. Um, so I saw him at this game. We had a quick chat, um, and he was getting food, and he got dim sims. That was my first ever time having a dim sim. Really? Yeah. It was – and it was great, and I really want dim sims now. My dad loves dim sims, but he only likes them if they're not battered. I'm he hates battered dim sims. What's the, uh, what's the difference? I, I've only I ever had one dim sim. I've only ever had one dim sim in my life. Didn't know there were multiple kinds. Oh, no, he loves them. Like, every time we get fish and chips or whatever for dinner, like, yeah. he'll be like, oh, can I get like three or four dim sims not battered? And he's always very specific about the not battered part. And then nine times out of ten, they'll batter them. How and do we'll get home and he's like, no, I asked for not battered. I thought the whole point was that they were always battered. No, nah, he doesn't like the battered ones. I don't get uh, – well, I've got a lot to learn about Tim Sims. <laughs> but you brought it out and it was like – it was almost like one of those large like containers for chips but just filled with Tim Sims. Really? It was at that um, – the Panda place at Laughlin. I don't know what it's called. I don't know if you would have seen no, it. I don't think I've seen that one Yeah, yet. well, next time you've got a home game, yeah, you can walk over next Sunday out. against <laughs> Essendon. But they didn't have any sweet chilli sauce with it, which Ooh. I thought would have been – Something it's like necessary, a key element of yeah. Dimsims, but yeah. Jacob offered it to me, and I didn't want to tell him I'd never had a dim sim before. <laughs> so I was like, "Hell yeah, man!" <laughs> had it. I was like, "Oh, this is great." Yeah, it's pretty good. It's I don't want to steal all those dim sims, but um, yeah. So if you're ever for anyone who's going to the next West Coast game, check out the dim sims they have there. Yeah, they're amazing. And I guess just as a whole, what was it like that first experience, that first match day as one of the players, even if you weren't playing, yeah. just you know being with the club for that first match day. Oh, it's it was just like such an exciting feeling. And obviously, being my very first AFLW, like, in the big league sort of thing, it's just really cool to watch how different it is from Waffle to um, AFLW level. Like, um, it's really, like, phones away, no phones if you're going downstairs, um, non-playing players. There's, like, a specific spot for you guys to go. And um, obviously, we get the luxury of hanging a little balcony out the front. So Did you have to take stairs up there? or No, there's an elevator for okay. us for that one, so that was all right. Um, but yeah, it's just like such an awesome feeling being able to still feel so a part of the team, even if you're not on the field. Um, and then even when the game's finished, just being a part of, I guess, the win for West Coast, it's just everyone, everyone does the part. 
and everyone's included in the win. It's and so then awesome. obviously one win straight off the board. And I don't want to put too much pressure on West Coast, but as far as the fixturing goes, it's um pretty fortunate for West Coast compared to some of the other ones this year. So hopefully there are many more on the board and finals can happen. Um, on to the next game. Sydney got uh, belted by St Kilda, for lack of a better word. I did hear that one, yeah. Yeah, yeah but I, d- again, didn't manage to catch this one. But one thing that did happen in this game, Cynthia Hamilton, um, we were talking about that, how she gave up the Fanta Hewitt. Yeah. So cute. That I was... watched that and then I think because the AFL women's posted yeah. it and then the clip after was of that little girl going, when I grow up I want to be like Cynthia yeah. Hamilton. I was like, my heart was melting. I was like, that's the cutest thing. Next game, you've got to give someone your knee brace. And oh. just like, <laughs> give them some crutches as well. Get this little kid crutching around. When I grow up, I want to be Lauren Wakefield. Um, yeah, no, that was great. And it's awesome that she has the full, like, Sydney uh, helmet like as well. Like the colours and everything? Yeah, because so awesome. I interviewed her at the start of the year. And I think she had... I think she had like an orange one and she was playing for GWS's Academy. Yeah, and yeah. And I was like, oh, if you get picked up, like, are you going to get a colour-coded one? And she's like, oh, probably not. She and had a blue one when I first for the um for allies, the allies? I think. Yeah. yeah. So she's good at that. She's good, isn't she? Yeah. Um and then another thing that happened, you you'd know Monham. Yeah. Because you obviously played yeah. together, she went down injured. Yeah, lucky luckily yeah. no ACL, which I was so pumped. I'm so excited it was not her ACL. Yeah. I watched it and as soon as she went down, like I was watching the replays and stuff like that, and I was just like In my there. Heart shattered. Yeah. I was like, no, please. Like, she has worked so hard for this. And obviously being the first pick, it's not want what you want to happen yeah. in the first game, but just really happy for her that it's not ACL. She's, like, it's crazy. She's, I think she's still sort of living in Melbourne but playing for Sydney. Like, she's doing uni or school in so. Melbourne. I think yeah. Like, yeah. she's still finishing off school. And then she flies out. Yeah, like, like she's think, training yeah. with, like, someone in Melbourne and then flying out for yeah, games. Yeah, that's so, like, that's so hectic. Her yeah. schedule must be insane. Like, I'd just drop out. Yeah. <laughs> like, <I'm, laughs> I could be getting, I could be, like, the 50th draft pick and I'd be like, yeah, sorry, guys. <laughs> Catch you later. <laughs> like, it just goes straight to my head. Yeah. Um, Essendon, uh, another good win against Hawthorne. Two yep. new teams. Uh, two teams, Essendon will be a team that you guys are coming up against yep. this week. Has there been any, been any chat about that game and how Essendon played? Uh, West Coast are very um, focused on taking it game by game and yep. not really focusing on like three or four games ahead. So um, like this week we've got Gold Coast, so we're very much um, like super awesome that we've just had a win against Port Adelaide. But um, we had a quick game review of that and what we did well, what we can improve on, and then straight into um, analysing Gold Coast and what we can do there and Try not to skip ahead a few games and worry about that. Yep. Um, now, Bulldogs got a very tight win over GWS. Yep. I didn't. Did you manage to catch this I game? I didn't watch that yeah. one. No, I didn't. Well, one game I did manage to catch after that. Brisbane, they got a pretty good win over Fremantle. I won't get too in-depth with this, obviously. Um, you know, not your places and eager yep. to be talking yep. on it. But <laughs> one thing that did happen, probably uh, there was a couple stiff things that happened here. Firstly, uh, Janelle Cuthbertson, who's like, Unreal. She's an yep. elite key defender. And Jess Lowe, uh, head, like, head bumped into each other. I saw that. I did see the replays of that one. Like, yeah. It was, I think, broken nose for Cuthbertson, or she's done something to her nose yep. and Jess yep. Lowe's concussion. So after that, they were really unlucky. The goals just flooded. But on top of that, Lily Postlethwaite, I don't know if you heard about this. She came back after five hundred day, more than 500 days off with an ACL tear. Wow. First quarter to her ACL. To her ACL. I didn't hear that. Yeah, first quarter, she goes back down. I don't know how bad it is, no. but she's done her ACL again. Oh After five hundred over 500 days away, first game back. I'm pretty – like, she's pretty young. She's only, like, 20 or 21. Oh, that is heartbreaking. Yeah. For her, and, like, first game back. Like, oh. in the first quarter, she didn't even get a disposal. That's, that's devastating. Yeah, that's so gutting for her. So that was a really tough one. And then finishing off, uh, it was a very quiet game. Geelong just beating Richmond by four points. Uh, yep. Another game that was just, 
they're really boring these games when it just finishes out those coins because obviously the, the less minutes in the in the women's comp and then yep. when you get shit conditions you end up with a game like that. But it was a tight win from Geelong. Do you yeah. see that one? I know I missed that one as well. Okay, well maybe you should start watching more yeah. footy. <laughs> do this um, now. One thing I do want to talk about. I'll wait till Frankie comes back on because um, I promised her she'd hear the application first. But I've made yep. an application to become a water boy for an yeah, AFLW right, club. Right. Um, initially, it was just going to be for Freo, but uh, <laughs> yourself and a couple other Eagles violently abused me for that. I was just crying just from all the like harassment I copped. So it's going to be for both teams. Um, so I want I want to ask some questions yep. about uh, the water runners at your club. Yep. Do you know who the water runners are? Not their names, but I do see them on the sidelines holding. They've got like yep. a tray of like power aids and everything yep. ready to go as soon as the drills are over. Running into the middle of the field. See, I can do that. What's what's the relation between water runner and player like? Pretty good. They're pretty onto it, like straight away. And the girls will yeah. come over and they'll have a chat with them, and like it's like they they a part of the team. Obviously, they're still on, sitting on the sidelines. Again, I can do that. <laughs> um, how often? I guess. Well, this is more. You haven't had the chance to play for West Coast, so yeah. we can't talk about their water runners. But how often in a game would you consider yourself thirsty and needing water? Oh, that's a tough one. Depends on the game. Yeah, it really does. Um, nah, you'd have to be. I think our runner the other day said he ran like eight k's or something like that. Are you only allowed? Because I swear they changed rules. It might have just been for runners, but like, are you only allowed to run on during interchange or during um like stoppages now? If you're a water runner, or is it throughout the whole game? I'm actually not sure. Yeah. yeah, I actually don't know. I know in the like local legs, you can just be on the whole time. Just, like, yeah, yeah. I'll just be doing laps of the ground, just running around, giving like wherever the ball is. And wherever the, yeah, yeah, <laughs> pretty much way. like how I play footy, just yeah. wherever the ball <laughs> is, and that's where I am. But yeah, so I reckon I can do that again. Eight k's is um, pretty easy, so I reckon I could yeah. probably clock, <laughs> could probably clock that in about a half. Um, and finally, what do you as a player look for in a water runner? What I look for in a water runner, um, just someone who. Easily hands over some water. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Who's there when I'm thirsty? Yeah. Say again. I <laughs> feel like water. I feel like I can cover all these bases. I've got my application sorted. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm gonna. I've got it ready to go. Uh, yep. When Frankie comes back, I'm gonna play it to her. See if see if she uh, likes it. Maybe yep. afterwards, I'll, I'll let you have a listen and oh, say, yep. say, get your thoughts on it. Um, but I'm feeling ready. It goes for over four minutes. Um, so four I, minutes. Over four minutes. Impressive. Four minutes and twenty seconds exactly. Ooh, yeah. Good. So. Good. Um, I'm pretty excited to dish that up, and then I'm going to email it to some clubs. If yeah. you can just at West Coast next time you're around, <laughs> just find out who I need hey, to get it to. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Don't say a friend. Say like, um, I know a guy. I know a guy. I'll yeah. start with that. Hey, I know. Yeah. A guy. <laughs> don't don't <explain laughs> Just go straight up to the coach and be like, um, yeah, I heard the girls were like pretty thirsty <laughs> on the weekend. I think we need an extra. Yeah, <laughs> like I won't pay for my own flights, but I'll like hop on your flights. <laughs> I'll hop in luggage. Like, <laughs> Just put me in carry on. Um, now, before we get into the upcoming round, uh, something that doesn't concern you, uh, so you can just relax, rest and relax. Yeah. Yep. yep, got there eventually. I just tried <laughs> saying both words at the same time. I had an interview with Tilly Lucas Rod from the Hawks, the captain of Hawthorne, earlier this morning, so I'll shoot to that now. <laughs> Jeff. All right, and joining me today, we've got someone very special from one of the uh, the new inaugural football teams from the Hawthorne Football Club. It's Tilly Lucas Rod. Tilly, how are you going? 
Yeah, I'm good, thanks. Um, going well. How are you? I'm um, I'm great. Now, um, you know, throughout uh, many sporting careers, uh, some players will often get labelled as glory hunters. You know, if they if they go to the best team consistently, but you know, in that I guess in that rhythm, you could be labelled as an inaugural team hunter because this is now the third inaugural side for you, being a part of Carlton in 2017, St Kilda in 2020, now Hawthorne in 2022, as well as having played in the inaugural AFLW game for Carlton in 2017. What is it about being a founding member of a side that you love so much? Um, yeah. Bit of a, an old team hunter, I guess. Um, I don't think it wasn't my plan coming into my career. I never thought about um, being a member of founding side so often. But it is it is an exciting thing. I think when you come into a, a new team, it's a, it's a nice thing that, you know, you get new facilities, new teammates. Um, I think anyone that moves jobs, it can be quite exciting to, to find yourself in a new environment. Um, but in terms of footy, I guess it's good because you get to, reinvent yourself you get to take things that you learned from other programs that worked and didn't work and help create a new program and hopefully make a, a strong one but it's definitely not something that i put too much thought into it's just i guess how my career panned out if they make a tasmanian team do you reckon you'll make it four inaugural sides or do you reckon <laughs> do you reckon you'll hold on to hawthorne for now i'll hold on to hawks for now um tassie's too cold i have family there so they'd probably love me to, to move down there but um, i'm gonna Oh, that's good to hear. Now, I, I want to take it way back to um, the first ever AFLW game versus Collingwood. I guess, you know, the first ever season of AFLW as a whole, just the beginning of AFLW. What was it like in terms of fans, media coverage, training, facilities, the coaching, just everything in that build-up, especially comparative to now? Yes, it's interesting. It's hard to sometimes remember back then because it was all a bit of a blur. Um, and I don't think the, the impact, the I guess, how big it was and the occasion it was doesn't hit you until you reflect like now, thinking back to that. I think we were all kind of caught up in a bubble and really excited just to have AFLW back then. But um, everything's come a long way. I think the fans have probably always been there. I think in the first season, um, there was, you know, there was less teams. So it was just people that loved women's footy and, and loved women's sports that, that got on, on board and they're still there. And then obviously now the fans have built, um, I guess, alliances with clubs as well as those people that are just fans of women's sports. Um, they've always been great. You know, the fans always rock up, um, rain, hail, or shine, so, so they're great, the fans. I think um, the training facilities, though, they've definitely um, stepped up. I mean, I remember back first year at Carlton, um, they took, we took over the, the men's rugby side that were there, so underneath one of the grandstands. Um, and it was great. You know, we had our own change rooms, recovery facilities, and our own gym down there. Um, but it probably just wasn't as good as they are now. I know at the Blues that they've redone their whole facilities and it's more of an integrated approach and I think that's uh, something the clubs are doing now. They're integrating things rather than having separate facilities and I think that that's good because unfortunately it's hard to put so much money into having two great facilities so why not put them together? Um, and even in terms of training, you know, the hours we can train and things have gone up so so that helps us. You, you see that a lot of girls' bodies have changed and they're more, I guess, elite athletes now because it's, we're just able to afford more time in being athletes and not having to focus on doing too many things outside of footy. Um, but, yeah, it was a really cool cool thing to be part of. And as I said, I think reflecting now, you realise the, the, the magnitude of it and how big it was. Um, but at the time, we were probably just all caught up in, in the bubble of AFRW. Yeah. Now, something that, I guess, given your recent form, could come as a, a bit of a shock to some people. You were delisted, let go in 2019. Did you, did you see it coming at all? And how did that early stumbling block in your career help you to improve the way you have now? Yeah, it was interesting. I did so. I started the season um, being in, uh, out of the team. So I think when you're out of the team in the first couple of rounds, you, you kind of see the writing on the wall, especially when the the season's so short. But at the back end, I came back in um, 
played some good footy as a small forward and then was lucky enough to play into the final. So when you're playing at the back end, then sometimes you're like, oh, maybe I'll stay on the list. But um, I was actually on a footy trip in Bali with the girls when I found out that I wasn't getting a contract. That's Steve. Um, <laughs> yeah, but it was, it was interesting because everyone else had heard and it was the, the AFL put a list lodgement date in place. So you have to have your contract signed and your list is in place for the next season. Um, and I hadn't heard anything in that date had passed. So I kind of saw the writing on the wall. I thought, there can't be a contract because I would have had to have signed it already. Um, and everyone else on footy trip had heard. So in that way, um, I did know that I wasn't going to be there. Um, but for me, it was, I guess, I spoke about this the other day as well with some of the Hawks girls. I said, for me, it was um, what I learned from it. Just have the belief in yourself. Like, I think coming off that, it does rock you a bit and you kind of get down on yourself and, you know, you can have a few weeks where you're feeling pretty crap. But um, for me, it just taught me to believe in myself. I knew that I had more to give to the game and I knew that I could play better footy um, if I had, you know, people around me that also believed in what I could put out there. So it just taught me to have confidence um, and if you play with confidence, uh, I think that that can really help improve your game. Um, in terms of like the way I train and things, I was always, you know, doing action in the gym, doing extra touch and things like that where I could. So I was probably already doing those things, but maybe that, that self-belief and self-confidence I definitely developed from that situation. Yeah, well, you did find yourself uh, ending up at St Kilda. What was, I guess, the process of having to start again at a new club, the process of St Kilda coming to you and, you know, talking about joining them and I guess just that feeling of maybe starting from scratch again? Yeah, so the process of starting at Saints, they came through my manager. So um, after I found out I wasn't going to get a contract at the Blues, um, she kind of, oh, he, sorry, he went around and was asking a few different clubs, you know, putting the feelers out and, and Saints were, were keen. So I went and met with Peter Searle at the time and had a meeting. Uh, and it was pretty instantaneous that I signed the contract. I think I went in for one meeting and signed straight away and then jumped into training with their VSLW program. Um, so it was good in a way that I didn't have to wait for ASLW to come around so I could kind of find my seat, learn some some people's names and things at the VSLW side of things before the ASLW program started. Um, and I had some friends there. So I had Kate Sheila was already there, Beck Neves was in their VSLW program that I'd played footy with before. So it was nice to feel comfortable. I think that that can be a big thing is the daunting first day of training when you don't know anyone um, and you're trying to learn people's names and the staff names and things like that. Um, but yeah, it was a it was a, a good first year being able to come through the VFW program, spend time there before the AFLW season started. Yep. Now, in your time at St Kilda, you'd um you'd shown signs of improvements from your stint at Carlton, but really stepped it up a notch in uh you know last season earlier this year. You went from averaging about sub fifteen touches, less than three tackles a game, to over twenty touches and seven tackles a game. You know, flourishing as a I guess a bullish mid, and um you went from a career best one BNF votes in a season to eleven in twenty twenty two to finish equal tenth. How did I guess how did it feel to go out there and be playing such sensational footy, knowing what you'd been through with the dead listing? You know, just being able to improve that much and was there I guess any changes you felt attributed to this or was it just an eventual culmination of years of hard work? Yeah thanks for the pump up sensational <laughs> footy. <laughs> uh, yeah it was interesting I think for me one of the big things was having the belief in me from coaches. I think that when I was at Saints you know they really saw what I could bring in my strengths and they tried to use that on field which I think helped um, and it was probably a culmination of finding where I fit on field so I'd at the Blues, I'd been on the wing um, and then moved to half half forward and things like that. So I've moved around a bit. Um, but I thought my best footy was probably running down half back and, and off the back of the contest. So Saints um, put me in that position on field. So I think that was the first bit of improvement. Um, I was able to get comfortable in position and know where I kind of fit in to the team and what I can bring. And I had that belief in me from coaches. Um, 
And then, yeah, obviously I had to move into the midfield. Well, I had to, but I wanted to. Um, everyone wants to be a mid <laughs> at the season just gone. And I think for me, it was just everyone, I guess, plays midfield growing up because normally if you're at the top level, you've been the best players in juniors. So you probably have played mid. So I played mid in juniors. Um, and it was, yeah, I worked alongside Alex Woodward, who was a midfield coach a lot. Um, and he was really good in teaching me because I'd only got put in there about a month before round one. So it was pretty quick turnaround. Um, but I think it was probably a combination of just consistent hard work. Like I didn't really go above and beyond and do any extras. I was already doing extra touch, extra gym, um, anything that I could. So it's probably just a combination of years of doing those types of things. And then having that belief in me from coaches that, you know, I remember Dale said to me, he said, I think you could be a, a excellent halfback, but I also think you could be one of the best inside mids in the comp. So we're going to put you in there and see how you go. Well, they were dead right. You've um, absolutely flourished since moving there. But in terms of moving to Hawthorne, it was known, I guess, a while before this season that there would be that eventual change to four new sides. And it got confirmed, I believe, before last season as well. So when was it that you began garnering interest and attention from Hawthorne or any of these clubs? You know, when was it that they started to reach out to you? Yeah, so I think the way the contracting worked um, is that we had, if you, you know, you could sign one or two years in AFLW, and that's how it was. But because we had no CBA going into um, the season that we're playing in now, all contracts were kind of void, like even if you'd signed one or two. So I actually had another year to play at Saints. Um, but then it was in end of April, um, they contest. So they didn't come to me. Hawthorne went to my manager. Um, and they kind of put an offer on the table. They just wanted to have a conversation. Um, and my manager, her advice was, you know, you may as well just go and, and see what they have to say. Um, so, yeah, I started, went down and met with, Beck and Mitch, who's the list manager there, and Josh Vandaloo, the head of women's footy. Um, and so that was back, yeah, end of April, start of May. All right. And, and what was it that uh, made you come to the decision to depart St Kilda and join the Hawks? Yeah, I think there was a lot of factors. Um, you obviously do your exit process at the club. So when I did my exits at Saints, they were unsure where my footy would, where I'd play next year. So they said, you could stay midfield, you could go back to the halfback. Um and I think that I wanted to, after my year, I wanted to try and see if I could keep developing as a midfielder. So um, that was one thing. Because so when I went to Hawks, they were, you know, we want you as an inside mid. That's where we see you playing your best footy. And that's where we want you for us. So that on-field security, I guess, was a big one. And then also just off-field, I think, um, the contractually, the offer from Hawks has allowed me to, if, to just be a footballer, if that's what I wanted. Um, and I think... With the landscape of the women's game, it's so hard to juggle so many things, whether you're working or studying or playing footy. So, um, yeah, that offer, both on and off field, allowed me to just to be a footballer. Um, and for me right now, at 26, that's what that's what I wanted, and to be able to, to develop as a footballer and be the best that I can possibly be. All right. Now, touching on Hawthorne, there was obviously brand new team, some sensational recruitments from other sides, such as yourself, and um, some top-tier draftees with four picks inside the top 20. I guess it's a hard comparison to make, but from your experience of playing with and against other AFLW sides over the past six years, how does this how does this Hawthorne list stack up in terms of player quality? And who are some standout players for us to keep an eye on this season and uh, you know the seasons to come? Yeah, I've seen I've seen lots of different lists and lots of different um, I guess AFLW players. Um, I think that I was pleasantly surprised when we came down to the first training at Hawks and we got the, the crew together. I was really impressed with the, the quality of the skills. Um, we had girls come from B4W sides, from draft picks, from mature age recruits. So kind of putting them all together, you don't know what you're going to get. Um, but I think the player quality is really high. We've got a lot of speed. Um, there's a lot of good skill. And the girls are just keen to learn. I think a lot of the girls, it might be second opportunities or 
you know, they've been pushing for so long at VFLW and this is their first opportunity at AFLW. Um, so the girls are just really keen to learn and eager and want to get better, you know. They're always trying to do extra touch or extra gym, you know. It's, it's a great thing to see. Um, and it's showing on field and at training. Um, the player quality is really high. I think standout players, um, it's obviously easy to go with the top draft pick. So we have um, Jazz Fleming, Carol or Charlotte. Um, we call her Carol Baskin. Yeah. Um, they're really good, and I think they're going to be good for years to come. I think they're going to improve with the more games they play. Um, or at training day, you know, they tear some of us old girls apart. So those two, obviously, will be really good. And then you've got some other girls that are just kind of reinventing their game. So Lou Stevenson is obviously playing for the midfield. I think she's just going to keep improving as, she's, as she learns and, and grows in there. Um, Billy is moved from the halfback when she was at North. She's playing half forward for us, so she's really exciting. I remember in the game just gone, she just like roosted like a snap about 50 metres. Um, so she's really exciting to watch. I think the fans will love seeing what she can do. Okay, well. now, now another title to add to your list of inaugurals that are, is continuing to grow by the day is the inaugural captain of the Hawthorne women's side. When did you find out you'd be offered the captaincy and what, if any, difference does this make to the way you carry yourself on and off the field? Yeah, so actually, if you watch a video, there's a we're at a photo shoot, team photo day. That's when I found out. So I didn't know oh. beforehand. Yeah, so that was live. That was me finding out for the first time. I said, Beck asked, will you be captain? I was like, be awkward if I said no. Because yeah. <laughs> you've asked in front of everyone. But um, we did a vote about two weeks prior, so we hadn't heard anything. Um, so that video was me finding out live if anyone wants to watch it on the Hawks channels. Um, and I guess it hasn't made a huge difference to me. I just kind of, I mean, I got voted in by my the playing group, so I just thought they obviously like what I'm doing so far, so just keep doing it. But I... Um, I'm a bit of a hothead on field, so I definitely know that I need to calm that down. There's been a few push and shoves. I was running round one, and I kind of went over as a bodyguard and just tried to separate it, whereas probably years prior, I'd probably try and get involved or something like that. So um, just to try and calm myself down on field. Yeah, love that. Um, yeah, this upcoming season has obviously been a, a really strange one. It's, um, I guess, almost a bit of a makeshift one, just the way with the way it was planned out and announced, obviously, due to uh, the CBAs in, in the middle of the year, and there was no real confirmation until a month or two out from the season. How have you personally handled the short turnover and would you have rathered this really short break or maybe an extended break with the same timing but uh, next year? Yeah, I actually like the short break. Um, I love playing footy. It's, you know, I've played since yeah. I was little because I just love doing it. So I'm happy. The more games, the better. Um, I went and worked with the Speed Project and did some work with the boys at Moravin um, in the in the break and then I just kept training because I think we all knew... Um, all the players, we knew that it was going to come around soon enough. We kind of got wind that it would be at this time. So we all just kept working hard. There wasn't really much of a break. But I, I actually prefer it because we get more footy and, and that's how I guess you improve at the end of the day, playing more games. Yeah. Now, obviously, this is a tough one for you. You're a player. You go out and play. You don't have to concern yourself with these things. But with the league completing its expansion to 18 sides, how do you, as a player, see the future of fixturing to accommodate for, I guess, fixture clashes, ground availability, especially considering uh, how round one's game sold out so quickly and had to be moved? Yeah, I think this is a really tricky one. And I don't know if there's a there's a one answer or a right answer. Because, you know, if you speak to the girls, we would all love to play each other every team plays each other once. So obviously if you do that, there's more, more weekends are taken up with the W and men's programs uh, clashes, you know, overlapping. So how do you find the ground? For me, I was thinking about this the other day and I was thinking I wouldn't mind seeing, you know, double and triple headers of the women's games at a ground like Marvel or the G. So, you know, play one at 11, two and four or something like that. So you get 
you get you to the the grounds. I know that Nick Livingston said in the media recently it costs three times as much to open those stadiums. So maybe they could play double or triple headers of the women's games at stadiums. Um, but it's a hard one. I'm not really sure what the, the best fix is. Um, and I don't know if anyone does yet. But hopefully we can we can find a, a good solution that really promotes the women's games. Yeah, fingers crossed. But obviously, we'll look at round one. You know, it was great that it did get the move to Marvel. And um, the first that we've seen of both sides with Essendon playing against you guys, I guess, tell us a bit about Essendon's strengths in that first game, given we haven't seen them until then. And where you think Hawthorne, I guess, were really good and where they're left needing to improve to try and get that first win as a club. Yeah, I think our pressure was really good. And I think Essendon matched it um, in the con- inside in the contested footy. I think looking at the stats, they beat us on contested and uncontested. So I think they balanced their game quite well, Essendon. Um, they obviously had players like Maddie Press-Parkes and Paige Scott also played really well. Um, I think for us in the midfield, they kind of beat us on the outside. We kind of collapsed in at the, the contest um, and they held probably a bit more of the outside. So that's probably one thing we're looking for the midfield is more balance. But um, I think our pressure rating was through the roof and was really good for three quarters. So we stuck up with them for three quarters and then they just... Um, kind of picked us apart a bit in the last. So I think if for Hawthorne, we just want to um, put four quarters together. I think if we play our brand, which is ferocious and offensive for four quarters, I think it can get the job done. And I think it would have on the weekend just gone. So um, we just need to make sure that it's a four-quarter effort, not a three-quarter effort. Yep. Now, you're hosting your old side, St Kilda, this Sunday. I guess just personally, how are you feeling ahead of this one? Yeah, I'm so excited. I think I've, you know... Chase Shulaw, Tani White, Jeff Matten. I've got really there, three of my great friends that are still there. Um, I've been texting them this week, you know, having a bit of banter, but it's nothing nothing too serious, I think, that I'm just excited to get out there every week and play, um, regardless of the opposition. Obviously, having the Saints, I love all the girls there. Um, there's no hard feelings with any of them. So I'm sure, you know, there might be a joke or two on field, but it's not going to be anything too major or too serious. So I'm just really excited, looking forward to it. I think that they our brands of footy will be, be good to watch against one another. So that will be exciting for fans. Okay. Well, Tilly, that's all I've got for you. It's, it's been great to chat to you. Hopefully Hawthorne are uh, nearing closer and close to their first win. And um, I'll see you around town when you take on the Dockers in Perth. <laughs> see you then. Thank you. All right, now we'll look at round two. Thank you to Tilly for coming on. Looking at round two, it starts on a Friday. It's a bit of an interesting one because obviously final start this week. So yeah. the fixturing's a bit a bit shitty, to, <laughs> to say the least. All the games are being thrown out in the morning. Firstly, Melbourne versus North Melbourne. Uh, this is at 3 p.m. at the MCG. So it's a curtain raiser to that elimination final yeah, between yeah. Melbourne and Sydney. Um, who do you think's winning this game? I, I don't know. I think yeah. it'll be a good one. I hope it's a good one. North are a really interesting team. Yeah. Because they're, like, not quite at that. It's, like, a sort of big three almost between, like, Brisbane, Adelaide, Melbourne. Yeah. And then, like, North, Frio, Collingwood, they're sort of all, like, around there but not quite there. It'll be, I really hope it's a good game because I yeah. love watching good games. Yeah, I'll probably back the Demons. That's actually tonight, yeah. I won't be able to watch that game. I'll be at work, unfortunately. Oh, so right. you'll have to get the rundown for me. Yeah, send me it. send me the full rundown. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so who are you tipping? Ah. Uh, I don't. I. I don't know. <laughs> You've I got don't a fifty-fifty chance here. I need a name. Um, I'll go D's. I reckon. Okay, nice. Just steal my tip. Uh, <laughs> Richmond are playing the Crows at nine forty a.m. Saturday morning. One of uh, three morning games. Mm-hmm. All games are just getting pumped out in the morning on Saturday, yeah. so we can get ready for finals. Um, I'll probably back the Crows in here. They're a pretty I was, good team. Um, yeah, I reckon it'll be. 
Crows as well. I'll go Crows. Yep. Um, Porter taking on the Bulldogs at 11.40 a.m. Mm. in Adelaide. Could be an interesting one because it's still tough to say with these new teams. Still fairly new, yeah. How good they yeah. are. But I still feel like just seeing how they got run over in that fourth quarter by the Eagles, I'd back the dogs in here. Um, I'll back the dogs, but I think I think it's Port Adelaide have really, like, maybe that was kind of just like a awakening to AFLW. I think they'll give it a good crack this weekend. Yeah. But I'll back the That's dogs. That's fair enough. Also, sorry, on that game, I um, as I was saying, when we were just sort of people were coming up and recognising us, there was one man who I'd met at the pub once. Um, just met him and he tried getting me to get uh, someone he knew on. Yep. And I, it, it was Rhett Bazo, but Rhett never came on. <laughs> um, but um, so, and then he was going to the toilet and I was just talking to Jacob and then he clearly been on it a bit. And um, he just yells as loud as he can, Hayden Natushi! <laughs> I look at him and um, it's Julia Teekle's brother, Julia and Bryn oh, Teekle's yep, younger yep. brother. And so he's like yelling at me. Comes out of the toilet, it's like, come here, you've got to meet Julia. You've got to meet Julia. And I was like, ah, oh, yeah, no, for sure. And then he like fully goes, no, you, like, come here, you're meeting Julia. This. Yeah, like, this is happening. So I say goodbye to Jacob and I walk over to him. And it was like at that standing area where like all the, I don't know if you would have seen, all like the power players were sort of there after yeah, the game talking yeah, to all the yeah. fans. Um, and he drags me over and Julia's there with like 10 of her friends. <laughs> and he's like, Julia, Julia, he says, hey, and he's, he does a footy podcast. And she sort of turns around and just like, it was, hey. yeah, it's just like super awkward. It was just like super unexpected. She's like, Give me a moment, I'm with my mates. Yeah. She's like, oh, hey. I was like, hey, Julia. <laughs> How you going? You played well today. And he's like, do you know where he's from? She's like, yeah, yeah, the footy yard. <laughs> we follow each other. And then it was like, why didn't you get Julia on? <laughs> Just yelling and all her friends are just staring just at me. Just watching it Just all friends and family. Because she's from WA as well. So yeah, there's a lot yeah. of them just eyes beaming at me. I, was like, I don't know. <laughs> Leave me alone. Get me out of here. I'm scared. Uh, but she was great. She was lovely. Yeah, so um, that's cool. all I have to say about Port Adelaide. Jeez, um, where will be? Fremantle versus Geelong yep. at Frio Oval. Um, will you be going to this game? Um, no, I won't be. Oh, I won't be. Stiff. Do you get your Fremantle, like, do you still get your free South Frio parking? South Frio Parking, yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah. How long do you get that for, do you reckon, like the rest of the year? Or? I think it's the rest of the year. It's 2022 memberships. So oh, that's nice. Thank you for the year. Um, yeah, I've actually got a Fremantle membership. Um, so, yeah, sorry to bring up a touchy subject yeah, just, because right. that, just because of that one video. Um, so um, I'm pretty excited to um, do this. Uh, Something that's annoying, I don't know if it's just Frio memberships or all memberships, you don't get like a proper lanyard thing anymore in the mail. Oh, really? Well, this is the first membership I've ever like bought for any club. Really? Because I support oh. Hawthorne in the AFL growing up, so there's yeah, no yeah. point buying a membership. Um, so <laughs> this is the first time I've ever like bought a membership for myself. Yeah. And it was like uh, I was expecting a lanyard or something to come in yeah, the mail, just yeah. something cool, so I could like look a part of the fans. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but nap nah, didn't get that, and you still have to order the tickets online. It's free, oh. but you still have to order the tickets online. My mum just got a West Coast one, actually, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I, I think Dad's getting one, too. So. Yeah. I should probably get on top of that. But <laughs> I was like, I'm probably going to rock up anyway. Balance it out with an Eagles Yeah. One. Well, there's no point, because a free one gets me into the away games for free, so I still get into the Derby. It's like, yeah, but then you don't get into the Eagles ones. Yeah. Well, I mean, I just pay $10 anyway. So <laughs> oh. it's like, it's but then I miss out on the $25 voucher for the yeah, Club true. Superstore. So what's good at the like in the $25 range at the Superstore? Oh, my dad just bought a scarf, and my, my dad, like, he was like, oh, look, like, um, Maz is our stepmom. She was like, look, like, Maz is in the grandstand. She's like, she's waving the f- um, a scarf around. And I was yeah. like, did you buy an eagle scarf? And he's like, yeah, yeah, she's waving it around upstairs. 
And I was like looking around and she's just like in the grandstand yeah. like, waving this like checkered <laughs> thing around. I was like, oh, I see it. And I was like, did you actually buy an eagle scarf? And he's like, yeah, I love it. Yeah. But sick, I'll recommend it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll have to get on top of that. I'll yeah, go to the, I'll go to the superstore next time. I'm probably tomorrow morning. I'll just, is it open like every day? I think so. Okay. Because I know where the superstore is. So I'll yeah, just like yeah, walk yeah. in. Like, I'll just buy the membership and then just use it for the $25. And then just <laughs> buy gotcha. out the rest of the shop. <laughs> well, I probably don't have that much money after buying from a membership for $25. Do you have have the badges come out yet with all the players' faces on it? Um, I'm not too sure. If I can't get a scarf with, like, a badge. With a badge, you, you just get one of Yeah. Everyone? I was saying last week Line to Amy, because I've got two badges there. Yeah, I see One those, from Melbourne. Yeah. Pat Voss. Roy, I love Pat Voss. We're boys. Um, he got rookie drafted last year. Hasn't played oh. a game yet. And, yeah, he's got a badge. Got a badge. But there was, like, so many players there. that I was trying to find a Sam Switkowski one. This was at the MCG. <laughs> like, at the MCG's <laughs> AFL store. I was looking for a Sam Switkowski one in particular. <laughs> and I couldn't find one. And then oh. I saw Pat Voss. And I was like, that's... I'll that, take it. <laughs> yeah, I was like, that's so rogue. Like, the, that they don't have some players. So, hopefully... Do they sell them at match days? Um, that's another good oh. question. I don't, I'm not sure. Next time I'll I'm get, still new to this. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I'll, I'll probably get someone more experienced. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, well, Fremantle versus Geelong. Um, I, I believe I've said everything I've had to. Um, I hopefully get into those nice little comfy seats that yeah, they have yeah. in the stand there. Cause I think it Stands. is supposed to be raining. Um, I'll probably back Freo in to win this one. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I can. I don't know if I can bet on this one. Oh. I tip on this one. Yeah, uh, not not saying anything. Yeah, I'll skip this one. <laughs> yeah, you get your one pass of the week. Uh, <laughs> Sunday morning, um, Essendon are taking on Carlton. Now I'm the big rivalry. Well, that'll be a good one too. Yeah, because Essendon are out of all the new. Almost are doing really well. Yeah, and this is obviously this is what five hours before your game. So yeah, you guys can all watch this and prepare for the week. Yeah, take yeah. it one game at a time. One game at a time. One game. You at can time. Just have a little squeeze and just might, prepare for the week after. Yeah, we might just. That is our yeah. Next. If you need anything, like I can probably slash a bus tire if you want the bus. Oh. <laughs> I know if anyone's listening, I'm not going to slash anything. If <laughs> anything happens that. to the bombers' tires, it wasn't me. That's a joke. It, that was I have. Lauren's not. She's not no, associated with I'm me not, slashing tires. That is not. Not that me. that's going to happen. Essendon versus Carlton. Who's winning this game? Uh I might go bombers. I'd say it's interesting because they played. A new team with Hawthorne. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if, like, all the teams – because talking to Tilly, she said where Hawks lacked was sort of their four-quarter effort. Yeah, yeah. And yep. it's like I can relate coming from an amateur setup. Yeah. No one can play for four quarters there at full intensity. When you've only had two months together as a team, yep. I can't imagine four quarters is coming easy to you. So oh, it's like yeah. these experienced teams that have only had, like, a couple weeks off and are yep. now just having, like, a Straight full season. Yeah. yeah. Like, would they be better off? So I'm going to back Carlton in here. But it's huge given Prasparkas left Carlton for Yeah, Essendon. yeah. I've, I've actually seen a bit about that, like um, the stuff that she's been saying about it and all that. Yeah. Definitely interesting. Was it not like a nice – from what I heard, I thought it wasn't – like Carlton were pretty disappointed that she left. I'm sure you don't get the inside info. No, I don't just get anything, the Anything scoop. you've read, like I can't imagine they'd be pretty happy about her leaving like a star player. I think it'll definitely be a good game to watch yep. for that reason. I think that'll be... That was a great diplomatic answer to that <laughs> question. Um, really trying to trip you up everywhere I can here no. and you're holding true. West Coast will be absolutely stoked with your performance today. Um, Collingwood taking on Sydney at 11.10am. I feel like Collingwood should wrap this one up sort of easy. Yeah, I think I might back Collingwood as they have, well. I've got them for the flag this year. I reckon, really? they could, I reckon they could do it. Uh, i got West Coast going Yeah, sorry. If, if, <laughs> sorry. if West Coast or Fremantle don't win the flag, You're I have to say that because last week I said if Fremantle don't win the flag, 
Um, so if West Coast or Fremantle don't win the flag, which will obviously be a derby final. Well, that'd be interesting, wouldn't it? <laughs> Jeez, that'd be... That'd I wonder be if they sick. play it at Optus. Because they've done that for... Oh, you'd have to. Yeah. But, like, I thought they were trying to set it up so maybe it would be at Marvel. But I think that's, like, a pipeline dream. So oh. I kind of like if it'd be at Optus. We'll just see West Coast end up versus... Yeah, or at last line of West Coast. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, whoever West Coast. So, yeah, Collingwood will be West Coast um, opponents in the grand final, obviously. Yeah. Judging by my mm. thing. And West Coast will win. Yes, West But if Coast. they don't, I'm back in Collingwood in for the flag this year. They're so good. Like, Ruby Schleicher. I don't know if I've said that right. <laughs> Schleicher. I, I don't want to even... She's she's unreal. She's, yeah. She's like my age and just unreal. Like, 21 just tears up. And you, she's... Just an outstanding player. Every time you watch the game, you, yeah. know, you know who she is. But they also have so many other good players. Oh, definitely. It's like a very well, much a team so. effort, yeah. Um, GWS taking on Brisbane. Tell you what, after watching Brisbane in that last game, yeah, they were that was strong, scary. They? they were scary good. Like, Round one for them. Yeah, Jessie Wardlaw, their full forward, that really yeah, young forward. Yep. Oh, my God. Yeah. She's unreal. Yeah, I think I backed Brisbane for this one. Yeah, they honestly it made me question my Collingwood for flag tip. Like they, <laughs> they were unreal. Um, Hawthorne taking on St Kilda. St Kilda were ob- obviously factually one of the worst sides last year, and Hawthorne one of the new sides this yeah. year. Could be an interesting one, especially given Hawthorne took one of St Kilda's best players and made them their captain. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I don't think there's any you know intensity there. Could be an interesting one. Don't know who I'm backing here. Don't know because I think the experience will. Like, obviously, they've got the experience, but I think being a new side, yeah. it's kind of the determination is like where you have to prove ourselves. And you've played with a couple of the Hawks. Yeah, uh, yeah. Charlotte Baskerin, yep. Jazz Fleming. Yep. Um, Incredible girls. Definitely a couple others that I can't think of right now <laughs> off the top of my head who was in that in that Ola's team. But, like, yeah, so obviously your boys with them, you probably have to tip Hawthorne, don't you? Uh, I think I will. I think I yeah. will, yeah. On account of I grew up supporting Hawthorne, I'll probably <laughs> have to say Hawthorne here. And then, geez, they finish off big. Gold Coast versus West Coast, 3.10pm our time at Metricon. Um, huge one. Unfortunately, you don't get to go on the flight to no. Gold Coast with your, with your knee, but Watching it gives you it. something to work towards. Watching it with my, my gals back here. Oh, no. How many of the like to, how many of the girls get to fly over? Because I know Port flew over pretty much their whole squad, but obviously they flew over yeah, yeah. half of Adelaide as well. Um. So the girls this um, this week are actually everyone, um, even if they're not selected to play the AFLW match, the others will fly over as well. And they'll yeah. make, um, I think, uh, Gold Coast, Brisbane and West Coast will make a scratch match. So for the girls that don't get selected for the AFLW That's game. That's so rogue. I love they'll it. They'll be playing. I think they're doing um, Brisbane, West Coast mix. And then um, Gold Coast have their girls who aren't playing and their train-ons. That's... That's so. That I down. love that. I think it's good to get like, yeah, the girls, especially for some of the like Debbies and stuff like that, or for the girls who haven't played. Yeah, before, just the experience and of like playing against some of the yeah, girls. Yeah, and, and then they'll get the experience of like, um, the flying and stuff like that as well. Because obviously, if you've never flown before in yeah. the AFLW like level, you're kind of not knowing what to expect. Especially, especially from WA, longest flights you've got a cop. So yeah, yeah. So I think it, I think it's really good, and that um, the girls really like get to go over and see the standard and the level of professionalism that. All the AFLW yeah. girls go over with and then just get to showcase. Because it's such a big step up from it Waffle really, yeah, to – Like, it's big in the AFL, but I feel like in the women's yeah. more so. Because the Waffle W comp, because it's still so fresh and new. Yeah. Like, the, the disparity between the best and worst players in the league side are, like, huge. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's a massive gap between the top talents and, like, not the bottom talents, but the ones who are, like, fringe players. The development side. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, it's, like, such a huge disparity. So, yeah, it'd be good for them, obviously. Yeah. 
um, bullshit that the injured players don't get to fly up as well. <laughs> um, so we'll have to put in that complaint to West Coast. <laughs> but um, West Coast, one thing I do want to note on is their fixed string. Um, and, you know, this isn't to attack the Eagles, but they've got a pretty lucky finishing last last year. They only have to play three of last year's top eight teams in season seven. Obviously, Fremantle, Melbourne and the Bulldogs. Uh, only two of those teams made finals. So I want to say West Coast have an easy run of it this year. It's just something I've written down, but... Finals could be on. Do, do you look at the fixture at all as the girls and sort of just point out and go, oh, could be on here, like missing a few big teams there? Um, I think looking at the fixtures is definitely like you've got to do that. Yeah. You've got to see who you're coming up against. But, yeah, I think it's very much um, doesn't matter who we're playing. We're still going to watch it from the get-go and yeah. um, just see like one game at a time, really study the teams um, only as they're coming the week before not – like, oh, my God, like, we have this team in a few weeks. So, like, start freaking out about the team we're having in three or four weeks' time instead of the team that's right in front of you yeah. and um, not have any game plan going against them. So I think it's really just focus on this week. So what I'm hearing is that every day you're at training, it's just media training and biceps. <laughs> 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 just, just another great diplomatic answer. Just going to back my girls in. Yeah, you know? just back, <laughs> back in the girls. No, that's fair. I'll be backing in the e-girls as well. Um, yeah, look, could be, could be an interesting one. The yeah. Suns are a, a bit of a weird team, like – you feel like they're sort of not at that top eight level. Like, they could be there, yeah. but they're not at the level of the teams that were towards the bottom last year. So, an interesting one. Um, I'll be backing in the Eagles, obviously. Yeah, got to back my gals. Yeah, gotta interesting do one. That. Yeah, well, Lauren, that's all I've got. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you on. Um, thank you so much for coming in that's last minute. Right. I'll, um, okay. I hope you enjoy your, your rehab. <laughs> one quick thank question. <laughs> um, in terms of bicep kills, what was the starting weight and what's the weight now? Um, I'm not going to lie to you. I only... <sighs> I've only done them a couple of times because I'm oh. focused on my knee at the moment. Sorry, so you just did. So I can't really say like, oh, yeah. I'm doing like fifties at the moment. You know? oh. I don't think I'd be able to lift the fifty yeah. up to get it to the bicep. Um, yeah, no, I got to keep that a secret. For okay, the for can't next give year. away all my strength. I can't wait till next year when you come out with just like massive just like pipes on, like completely ripped, just big traps, like just yeah. no legs, just all upper body. Yeah, yeah, if you need help, like I've got heaps of advice. Oh yeah, I've probably got. I'll flick your message on. Yeah, no, nah, if you need anything, just in terms of big biceps, Lauren, thank <laughs> you so much. Have a good one. <laughs>